0: Welcome, meeting makers. I'm your host, Lauren Green, meeting coach and facilitation trainer here to help you unsuck your meetings one episode at a time. I've helped hundreds of professionals and organizations through leading inclusive, engaging, and productive meetings. And now I'm offering this podcast to help you do the same. Think of this podcast as an ongoing workshop where each time you tune in, you'll get a bite-sized nugget of knowledge you can apply right away. If you lead meetings or might someday, you're in the right place. Let's make your meetings work. What's up, meeting makers? So let me just clear up something right in the beginning. Most of the time, the answer to the question, should we meet, is yes. Yes. I know that many of you out there thought that I was going to tell you that you should just all send emails instead of meet. But that's not what this is all about. It's not that we should not meet. It's just that we need to figure out how to meet and meet better. For one thing, email as a communication tool sucks. I'm sure that whenever emails were invented that everyone thought it was an improvement to faxing or putting a memo inside of a mnemonic tube. Quick tangent. My dad told me that one time when he was an intern, he used to put rats inside of the tubes. I love you, dad. Your secret's out. But the thing is, emails are a text-based communication tool, and if you're familiar with Albert Morabian's communication studies, then you know that only 7% of true meaning can be perceived through text alone. The rest is a combination of tone, body language, and other forms of meaning-making. What that means is that emails are only effective up to a certain point. When that point has been reached, and you all know when it is, you need to have an actual conversation. My background in marketing and communications taught me that people need to receive a message seven different ways in order for them to fully comprehend and take an action on it. That means if you send an email and expect an action or buy-in, it's likely not going to happen until you take further initiative such as having a real conversation with people. We'll get into all of that in a future conversation about strategic communications meetings and change management. But for now, simply put, email as a standalone communication tool doesn't hack it. Confidence comes with experience. A meeting coach will help you grow that confidence. We'll work with you to find and grow your facilitator superpower while giving you just-in-time tools that align to your unique meeting needs. We offer three and six-month customized meeting coach programs, as well as one-off coaching sessions when you need them. In each session, we'll discuss your agenda, walk through new modalities, and give you time to practice teeing up activities. Our coachees have said that working with us helped them feel more confident to lead meetings that meet goals. If you love this podcast and want a one-on-one customized coach approach, visit makemeetings.work forward slash contact to partner with us and make your meetings work. So why are you meeting anyway? Let's focus on meetings that would involve three or more people. The first common type of meeting is information sharing. Information sharing meetings include things like tag-ups, project kickoffs, team or organization onboarding, and even town halls or what some might call all-hands sessions. Then we have meetings to resolve conflict or clarify miscommunication. This might happen when a situation is so complex that email is no longer an effective way of resolving the situation. Maybe there's a problem between multiple team members that needs to be mediated or a misunderstanding during a project that needs to be worked through. Perhaps there is a controversial change that needs to be discussed before implemented. Then there's meetings to help people get to know one another and build trust. This is an important type of meeting that probably doesn't happen as much as it should. It's important to have team building and trust building meetings, especially when you have new team members or when there has been a big victory or loss. There's also meetings where we need to create a vision or brainstorm ideas or solutions. Sometimes this starts by meeting with those we serve to better understand their challenges, or perhaps we are trying to think about how we might change or adapt a product or services to better meet a need. And the other big category of meetings is when we need to make a decision. This type of meeting is tricky, especially when it's not attached to a brainstorming meeting and can be particularly difficult when it's unclear what the criteria are for decision making. More on that later. If I missed one, please let me know, but for the most part, meetings fall into one and usually more of the categories I listed. Now let's talk about reasons not to meet. I'm completely open to opinions on this, but there is really only one reason not to have a meeting, and that is if the situation is so urgent that there isn't time. Urgent emergency situations generally call for quick decisions in an emergency, there's no time to meet and discuss options. The problem is, we often think that situations are more urgent than they actually are. I know you're thinking about all the meetings on your calendar that seem meaningless, and I'm here to say that there's a reason they're on your calendar, and there are changes that can make them suck less and even make them worthwhile. For example, A daily tag-up where 10 people take 20 minutes each to talk about what they're working on is probably not that effective. Maybe there are some norms that could be put into place to speed things up a bit and take longer conversations offline. Perhaps there is an organization town hall meeting that you've been required to attend, and you know that you're just going to be sitting there listening and receiving information. This meeting might be improved by engagement moments such as a poll or a Q&A activity where you might be able to participate more actively in the content. Perhaps you have an ongoing meeting on your calendar that always ends with confusion. And perhaps making sure that that meeting opens with clear outcomes and closes with a clear set of next steps and actions would make that meeting more effective. In other words, all meetings should be meetings, but all meetings could be better in some way. If you're listening to this podcast, you are signing up to be part of making meetings not only better, but actually work. Sure, maybe you can't change the whole organization, but you can take a small action in the environments that you are in to make things a little bit better. If you're ready to subscribe to you as the solution, keep listening. This podcast will provide tangible tools that with a little bit of bravery and practice will help you make meetings better faster, more effective, and ultimately improve your time and well-being at work. Let's make your meetings work. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a few minutes to rate and review so future meeting makers can find our community. Download a visual summary of this episode in the show notes and be sure to join the conversation in our Meeting Makers Facebook group. Want help with your next meeting? Reach out at makemeetings.org and we'll set up time to chat. Thank mm-hmm. you.